2: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles on TojiNet. I am Rod Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, my co-host, all the way
3: from California, the queen of pain, Maureen Wood. Hey, how you doing? Good, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm getting closer to coming home, so I'm doing better every day. How are you doing? Isn't that a thing? How are you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Yeah. How you doing?
2: Yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, uh, how was the weather out there? Rainy. Hmm. It's really? you know it's weird. It'll be pouring rain and then two seconds later it's sunny and nice and then pouring rain and and hail this afternoon. Hail? Uh, yeah. It was like like dime size hail. Well, I was feel hail, hail, the creatures. <laughs> <is the laughs> yeah. Right. And, um, and then it, and it went away, and it's sunny, so who knows? But it's better than snow.
2: We actually had a guy on uh, Ghost Chronicles International yesterday who lived with the Queen. So, really? Yeah, how bizarre is that?
3: How strange is that? Who was that?
2: <laughs> uh, Paul Castell, 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 you know, me and my names.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyways, we have a great show today. Uh, we can put a call, in, a call in, but while he does, um, I actually have some news. Get out of town, what? Mm, well, first of all, of course, our book. book will be on newsstands on uh, September 1st, so that's really exciting. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, and that's really cool. But anyways, um, I got a message on MySpace today, because you, you know I have a MySpace thing, and yeah. the uh, Facebook thing, and Twitter thing, I don't know what the hell I'm doing on them, but... I'm there. Okay, <laughs> but anyways, um, I get this message. It seems like you know how you and I always talk about protection. Yes. Right.
3: Yeah. And
2: a lot of people, you know, they don't take us serious too much.
3: Uh, not necessarily. No.
2: Okay. So we had done an investigation a couple of weeks ago before you left for California at this place in Salem. Well, it seems that one of the gentlemen there uh, was taken to the hospital by ambulance
3: because <sighs> he was possessed. Oh boy! Who was so which one? Of, what do you think about that? I think that's um, I think that's pretty scary. Really? Well, to the point of the one, that one of the owners. Yeah. Uh, the one who is hearing a lot of things. No. The other one. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of town. What happened? Uh, the, the
2: undertaker popped in and didn't want to leave.
3: Oh, boy.
2: You know, and, you know, it's so funny because, okay, this came out, and guess what I'm working on? I'm working on the, the radio show for iTunes on this particular place. And at the very end of it, it has me on it saying, you know, everybody's saying, oh, "Okay, everything's gonna be fine." I says, "Yeah, but you got to watch out for the Undertaker." Yeah, I says, "He's he's the guy that's gonna cause problems." And everybody poo pooed me. Guess what? Hey,
3: well, anyway, you know, the thing is, is that you know, what's interesting is the other gentleman had said, "You know, I'd like to experience something. Eventually, I've never had any really true experience myself." Mm-hmm. Um. So, so be careful what you wish. Be for. Careful what you wish for. Exactly. People think this is like some kind of game or something. You know. Well, is
2: he okay? Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, yeah, he came out of it. Or uh, Got rid of it. What if they left him in the hospital or not?
3: Well, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, what happened with the hospital? I mean, what? You know what I'm saying? And you go to the hospital, but what are they going to do?
2: Well, I'm sure they can do things.
3: Like what? I'm huh? just curious. I mean, what kind of reaction was he having? Was he having chest pains, or was he just kind of... Oh, somebody else was speaking through him. Yeah, see, now the problem I think of when I think of going to the hospital in that condition yeah. is they're going to want to lock you up.
2: Yeah? Yeah. Is that from past experience?
3: Well, let's not just say so much past experience, but in that field, the first thing people tend to think of is more or less you know like a mental illness instead of some kind of possession it 's almost as if they you know they don't believe in that necessarily. I mean, look how many people are in psychiatric wards that I think perhaps have more going on with spiritual or attachments or some kind of possession than than really and you know mental illness right i mean that 's not to say that there isn't, but when someone gets possessed, what do you say I mean what did you say when i when I had that encounter? with Houghton, and I kind of passed out a little while, you're like, you know, later, well, what do I do, call and say that, you know, someone's energy can't get him out?
2: Yeah, that was a joke.
3: Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, what do you do? So, that's actually what happened. They
2: called the police. They called 911. They came. They took him. They brought him to the hospital. And for some, I have to find out more particularly exactly what happened after that, because I find this extremely interesting.
3: Yeah, I mean, I hope he's okay. Yeah, he's fine. Everything's cool. Everything's copacetic. Okay.
2: But anyways, I thought, I mean, I thought I would bring that up because uh, it's interesting on so many different levels. Right. So.
3: Well, it's interesting and it's scary. You know, yeah. I, I think of it as scary because you do, you really need to protect yourself. You know, you, you never know, um, you know, when you're going to be open the most and when there's going to be some spirit that's just waiting for that.
2: I actually talked to a psychic that you and I know, and she said, uh, "Boy, isn't he lucky? Because uh, you don't know how many how many psychics and everything have waited so
3: long to have that happen, and then that happened." I well, you know, ask him how lucky he feels. Well, he's fine, I guess, because it's, but that's so, not the point. It's all perception, right? You know, it's all easier to say that. Wow, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be amazing? But if you're the person encountering it, it's not too amazing at the time. You know? Yeah, so I don't. I don't know.
2: I, I mean, well, I you don't really know. I mean, if if you, you're there, you're not really there, though, right? If he's possessed, and he's well. Doing you don't how know his, that. How, body, how right?
3: intense was it? Is what it is. You know what i mean? It I'm was intense enough to go to the hospital, so I would assume it would be pretty intense. And what I'm curious is what set it off. Uh huh. You know what? What? Um, what was the uh, the series of events. Don't know. So, yeah, that would be interesting to find out.
2: Yeah, I'll dig into it a little bit more and see what I can find out. I, I did tell him. I said, the more you you do this stuff in there, the more uh, active the place will become, and you know. And I said, you know, they said, oh, well, they're all spirits. And I said, well, you know, just be careful for the Undertaker because he was the one that's going to cause you problems if he does so, and he mm-hmm. did. So, anyways, uh, I yeah I guess it doesn't call in yet, but that's all right. It's not a problem because I have more news. Okay, let let
3: us let us have it.
2: Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> watch any mo- movies lately? By the way,
3: who me? Yeah. No. Paranormal nature. No. 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 No reviews. Um. Well, I've watched tons of movies, but well, tons don't count. You know, they're I, uninvited. I watched... I watched a movie yesterday
2: called uh, Windchill, and I'm going give, to give that one a two stars. Windchill? Yeah, Windchill.
3: I never heard of it. Uh, 2007. Okay. It was on oh, I Encore. thought you were talking about recent movies. Encore.
2: 2007 is recent. I'm sorry, maybe your know, life. <laughs> uh, exactly. You're living in the present. You're, you're living in the present, evidently. Uh, so, uh, me, you know. Within the next last ten years this recent. Domain.
3: Oh, I was talking about ones that are out in the theaters now. But anyways, I would. Uh, I, I didn't find it that much
2: that great. It was, you know, it was paranormal nature, but it was good. Wind chill. Um, you know, if you have got nothing else to do, it's it's, it's, it's better right than counting that. your socks. I don't know. I like <laughs> my socks. But uh, so, what did your review on the latest one? Um. the, uh, the latest wait, one. Uninvited.
3: Saw? Was pretty good. Yeah. Uninvited is that paranormal? That's well, it's a little paranormal, yes. The uninvited—it's—it's it's real. I don't want to give it away, but it's not quite what it seems as a movie. But it was good. It was a good plot. It was a good movie. So how many stars? Uh, I'd say three. Really? Yep. Three, okay. maybe three to four stars if you're talking four stars.
2: Yep. Um, now,
3: good. What is your news? I'm working on it. Keep going. Oh, God. Okay, uh, there's another movie, and I can't The unborn. Uh, oh, that's gross. It's, it's a nasty movie. Yes, I would think so. One of the worst movies I've seen. <laughs> so you're going only, to you're only give this one a one-star or a no-star? I'd star? say a one-and-a-half, if that. Really? And the only reason I would even give it that, for those listeners who've heard us um, or have listened to iTunes and has heard us our piece on the Dybbuk box, yeah. Um, it kind of brought in the Dybbuk and some of that information, so a little bit historic wise and the Jewish faith and so forth, then it, it actually, you know, caught my interest there. But for the rest of the movie it was really poor.
2: Okay, and speaking of the Dybbuk box, uh, you and I both know quite a bit about it. Right. Right. Which is if you go on our website in fact, and if you I, I think it's yeah, I'm gonna have to double check. Um if not, look it up on uh, Google it. Um, we've done a radio show with it. There's a show on iTunes on it, but it's a haunted box that was... Uh, there's a long story behind it. Really long story. Yeah, but basically they were supposed to make a movie about it, and what I understand, it happened in the whole thing. They made a movie, but it's so far away from the truth that uh, it, it's horrid. The guy Really? In fact, the guy, in fact, who... Uh, um, owns the box, is quite upset about it. but
3: Really? Uh, how did yeah. you hear that? What do you mean, how did I hear that? I'm curious. I look around, you know, I know things.
2: Okay. okay. You know, so I get the big box.
3: Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so anyways, I do have this, this piece of... Uh, uh, oh, anyways, I just noticed something in the... Uh, I got Thanks for reminding me, Leslie. Uh, I just noticed something in the... Uh, what do you call it? The chat room. Uh, Leslie asked about the uh, the shadow book. Well, believe it or not, I got you know a decent amount of uh, emails on this shadow book. Thank can did. First of all, I screwed up the toll the name totally wrong. Okay, I had thought you know I had thought about doing another ghost chronicles. Uh, basically, it was supposed to be called Ghost Chronicle Book of Shadow. and I was going to do it with a witch from Salem, and it was going to be late night, late late night. And that's I had that in my mind. The real uh, name of the book is actually the Book of Intentions.
3: Oh. That's why I asked if you're talking about the Shadow Board, the Book of Shadows from um, Charmed.
2: Yeah, no. But uh, (laughs) so that's, so that, I screwed it up. But anyway, so people did get a little confused with it. So the best thing to do, okay, with the Book of Intentions, as it's properly called now, uh, is to put, like two or three in there and work with that to start with. And basically, there. Are, if you want to take take some easy ones, somebody that needs help, like, a, you know, you would pray for, you can put that in there. And something that you would like to achieve uh, short-term and long-term, you put those in there. And something that you would, would like to get rid of, if, okay, you and I disagree on this, but you would like to get rid of, you put it in there, and then after you read the book, Cross that out. You you put the uh, thing. But anyways, uh, I did have some people, and they said they were going to try it. So hopefully, I'm going to get some some uh, feedback from it. But uh, there's also another movie out, by the way, called A Haunting Connecticut. Really? And that is based. I don't know if you remember uh, the series. uh, What channel was that on? The Haunting series. In fact, they contacted us there one time to do. They were looking for cases, and uh, I kind of turned it down. But they did a Haunted in Connecticut, Haunted in Georgia. Um, In fact, you always quote that one about the guy, the the seismologist that goes into... Oh, dear God. Yeah. Well, Haunted in Connecticut, I believe, I think even the Warrens or Zaffer was involved in the original one. I think, no, not Zaffer, I think it was the Warrens or something. But it was uh, like a funeral parlor in a house in Connecticut. Well, they they've Hollywoodized it, and
3: uh, it's pretty scary. Really? Yeah. Okay. So. I believe you. Is it, is it a um, story, you're saying? A movie?
2: It's based on a true story. You can actually, Amanda, Amanda from the chat room says you can go onto YouTube and look at the trailer. I think it's also on uh, MySpace, too. Um, it's called the, the Haunting Connecticut, right? Yeah, Haunting in Connecticut. And it's pretty cool. You can. Uh, it's pretty scary. It's a scary movie. Hollywood, but it's based on a true story. Ah. So, anyways. All right. Uh, I actually got to, should call this guy and see where the heck he is, because he ain't here. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, anyway, you want to sing while I do that? Do I want to sing? Yeah. You don't entertain the... Yeah, somehow meta? I don't think so. I don't think so. We'll do that at the break, anyway. But, anyways, um, I do have this story, which is, you know, uh, it says, ghost firefighter, Saves family from fiery death. Uh, some men have tried to push luggage out of the way, but they were barely burned and collapsed in agony. That's the uh, punchline going in. Uh, the Parker family had a ritual. Twice a year, they get together at an old log cabin for a reunion. It was the seam of many treasured memories until tragedy struck. The Parker had just turned in for the night when a spark leapt from the stone fireplace igniting the curtains. Always be careful with fireplaces, by the way. Uh, the blaze spread rapidly across the curtains and carpets and the tender dry walls. Amid screams of terror, the family awoke to find themselves engulfed in blazing fernal the Wisconsin woods. They groped through the smoke and searing heat, desperately searching for a means for escape. None could be found. The back door was blocked by a sheet of flames the front door by a pile of smoldering luggage. Some of the men tried to push the luggage out of the way, but they were badly burnt and collapsed in agony. They grasped, and they they grasped, gasped. I can't even say that. Gasped? Gasped their goodbyes. This is where I miss you. You know, sitting next to me, you can
3: (laughs) speak in English. I can
2: understand. Uh, Whatever. To each of them and resigned themselves for the end of their death. Then a miracle happened. The front door split open, shattered in two by a mighty axe stroke. A large fireman in full gear burst into the death trap. Within seemingly a few effortless kicks, the hulking hero cleared the burning debris from the doorway and cleared a passage for the panicked family to escape. Those too severely to run, he carried safely on his broad soldiers. The family hugged each other cheerfully as they watched their home blaze fiery into the night, lighting up the sky for miles. Suddenly, a fire truck came tearing down the dirt road, and a small volunteer fire force set to work battling the blaze. It was only then that they realized that the huge firefighter who had saved their lives was not among the newcomers. They feared they had sacrific- They feared he had sacrificed his own lives, but nobody ever found him among the ruins. And the volunteers confessed that the scripture didn't match any of the men on the team. With a blinding flash of insight, the thankful family realized they had been spared by no flesh and blood firemen. To this day, they are convinced they owe their lives to a ghost hero who emerged from the murky realms between life and death to pluck them to safety, and his job was done. He faded away to guard somebody else's family.
3: Well, you know what I'm I'm getting from that? What are you getting from that, kid? I'm thinking that maybe it's more of an angelic form. And really? when, you, when you say that you have someone that comes in and you, in that moment where you have, say, somebody's falling off this bed and yet somebody carries them to the, to the floor, you know? Right. Um, maybe it's just that he showed himself to them as a fireman so that they wouldn't be afraid. Really? Because that was, that's what they would expect to see.
2: You know, that's funny. We had talked about that in the past where uh, sometimes guardian angels or even angels I talked a little bit about uh, this with Elizabeth Foley that they will uh, come in a form that will be less. Uh, what's the word? Threatening. Threatening to them. Thank you. Very good. Right. So, so, so that's why sense. I'm
3: saying. I mean, had now had that ended with the firemen that they talked to them and said, "Oh, that was a fireman that had passed or that they knew about," or you know what I'm saying? Right. But since they didn't even the description didn't fit anybody you know, it kind of makes you wonder that maybe it was more of a guardian angel, an angel that was trying to help versus, you know, because who knows? Who knows what was supposed to happen from those people that wasn't evidently one of their times or their time to go? So they can consider that person a ghost fireman, but perhaps it's more angelic. Don't know.
2: And um, we also, I want to mention before we go to the break at all, is that on March 27th is Ghost Hunt, uh, and there is, I guess, only a few tickets left, so that's kind of cool.
1: And
0: cool.
2: yeah, and next week on the March 13th is the Voices of the Dead, or are not really Voices of the Dead. I don't know what you would call it. In fact, I should know.
3: Communicating with the dead. That works. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> At the uh, Circles of Wisdom. So those are both there. So those. if uh, you have nothing to do? Come on down. So, anyways, um, what, what else? I got on my little agenda. I have like a whole dozen little things here. We, oh, we are now be broadcasting each week. We will be broadcasting the Ghost Village News at the break, which is really cool. And uh, also, in two weeks, we are going on to Pararex, which is really great. Very good. And that's in two weeks? That's in two weeks. I think we're going to kick it off with uh, Ghost Chronicles International when we're going to have Derek Akura on. Okay. And, cool. uh, uh, you know, I'm really excited about Derek because I, I just find that guy fascinating. I used mean, to love him in uh, Most Haunted. Uh, a lot of people call him a faker now, but I don't believe he is a faker. I mean, I mean, he may have done something for the show, but it's not like any other people that are doing shows. Haven't done something.
3: Else. I mean, what people have to listen. I mean, reason about too is that you know, imagine the pressure there is for someone to be told, hey, they set up this equipment in a house. They want you to, you know, to show show some results. Now, evidently, he got to a point where he was not, you know, maybe didn't feel something, and he wasn't willing to to uh, put up with that. And who knows? Maybe it was a setup on their end.
2: Yeah, actually, somebody set him up. I believe they they gave him some. Uh,
3: bad information, um, just to try to... Well, I
2: gave him a name, and the name is spelled backwards, is Derek's a fake. Oh, lovely. you used the name, so that's what happened on, on that. So, I mean, that's, that happens. You know, I mean, there's a piece on the Internet right now about the ghost hunters in uh, that collar thing where they, they supposedly rigged their collar for their live thing. But, I mean, you know... It's Hollywood. No matter how you look at it, it's TV. It's not the real thing.
3: Uh, well, it's easy for people who are sitting home to make judgments when they're not in, involved in it too. You know, they got to kind of right. step back and take a look for what it is, right, and, um, and realize the pressures that go along with it. And you know,
2: a lot of them really don't have any any um, any say for it. Yeah, well, they have somewhat, but I mean, as far as the total outlook of the thing, I mean, there are they're made things to be cut, and you know. Uh, added to it, I guess, with, with would, too. But anyways, you know, now, I, I, I don't envy him because it's a tough position to be in.
3: Right. Now, I mean, we have someone that's on Togi chat right now that is asking if, when is Derek, I mean, sorry, Derek Akora going to be on?
2: That is on uh, St. Patty's Day.
3: Okay, very good.
2: That's on, it'll be on three in the afternoon.
3: Three in the afternoon. Now, is it going to be replayed anywhere?
2: Uh, well it's going to be broadcast on Pararex as well, but i'm sure that togi will be archiving it as well so
3: okay well that's you Go what to the
2: archive archive section on TogiNet, uh, and, and of course, I do that show with with uh, Richard Felix for most on so that's kind of kind of neat because uh, you know they both were on the show together right so it, it, I, I really it's going to be fun to I, I'm really looking forward to to you know because you know, they, like I said, they both worked on it together, so they both have a, a good feel of what was going on and stuff. So it's kind of neat, if you know what I mean.
3: I do know what you mean. Yeah, and David Wells will, will you be also be coming on, and also, I believe, oh, carrying and Keith. Keith the so you're basically starting a Most Haunted reunion then? Yeah, that's what exactly what it is. That's what it's
2: supposed to be, Most Haunted reunion. That's mid-month and ends mid-month, so figure that out. But that's uh, according to the schedules of the, the guys that are working on it. But, uh, like, Derek, I, I want to ask about his new show as well, which is um, the one that he did in Egypt, uh, because you and I actually talked about that a little bit before about Egypt. Right. Right. And, you know, that's a huge civilization, 5,000 years old.
3: I mean, I would be very curious too. Um, what he was picking up and what he was feeling. Um, if he got right. any imprints, is it something more or less just residual energies? You know.
2: I mean, not only that, but if you're looking at the pyramids and stuff, which are supposed to be sacred um, shapes and stuff, you know, they supposed to uh, channel energy, uh, uh, broadcast energy, whatever. But uh, so, I, and plus, they're all stone, which. Y- you know, retains energy more than cloth, for instance. So, exactly. Yeah. And somebody also was in the chat room is reminding me that I will be sixty pretty soon. Huh? Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> yep, I appreciate that, Leslie.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyways, so that's what I have on this side, and I know we're coming up on the, on the break. Uh, you got anything you want to add?
3: Um, well, you know, it's funny that you talk about, you know, the Egyptian, um, the, the, like, ruins and so forth. As far as, you know, I went out, I know I told you last week that one of the things I did this past weekend while I was in California was visit one of the, I guess it's the United States' fourth largest Egyptian museum. Right. Um, and I have to say I wasn't, you know, not that I wasn't impressed, but I wasn't too thrilled to be there. Um, I don't know. It's just, I would be interested to see what Derek has to say. I know that myself, I just felt really bad. It kind of hit me funny. I never thought I would feel that way. I was always intrigued at looking at, you know, the Egyptian artifacts and, um, you know, that a lot, it's funny because a lot of the, the, even the shoes they wore, like flip-flops, similar to what we wear today. Really? Yeah, they had these, um, they were braided, you know, like grasses, but they made the hard bottoms with the same exact, um, you know, the tongs, same kind of shoes that you wear today. Bizarre. It's it very bizarre. I mean, that was one of the things that was in the cage, that, um, well, actually the cage inside these sections that you'd look at, but they had, you know, I think four or five mummies or mummified bodies. Um, that really didn't sit well with me. Um, I didn't really like sitting there and, and watching this person who was in a glass container, and it... You know, for a split second, I really felt like it was me looking out and having everybody stare at me, and it, it was a very uncomfortable feeling. Really? Really. Huh. Um, this It was a man, and what's interesting is the height, you know, the size of the person. Um, I would say this was a man, and he was probably four feet five, maybe, if that. Very small person, and... He was laying there, he, you know, they said he was royalty because he had hemp fingernails and he had red hair, dyed hair, so here we have just a mummified body, and they said the way he had been preserved showed how, how very well he was, um, you know, educated in, in royalty. Oh, okay. we're going on
2: break. Going on break. So you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on Coach I am Ron Kolich. she is Maureen Word, and we'll be back after the following messages. <laughs>
4: They flourish on a secluded farm 3,500 feet above sea level in Jinotega, Nicaragua. These coffee beans grow in the shade of hardwood trees and banana plants, thriving in the rich, organic soil. Shade-grown coffee grown at higher elevation has a better quality. There are two benefits. A slower growing cycle for the plants that allows time for the sugars in the bean to mature and the natural composting from the nitrogen-producing canopy. And now you can order this international gourmet coffee online at NicaraguasBestCoffee.com. Order 12-ounce and 16-ounce bags or save with a discounted price by ordering in large quantities. Three different coffee beans available, Arabica, Marigo and Green Oro. Prepare to enjoy the richness and the soothing flavor of some of the best-tasting coffee in the world. Order online at NicaraguasBestCoffee.com and enjoy central american flavor aroma and richness of nicaragua's best coffee
0: hi this is elizabeth foley of divine healing and join me for the phoenix hour tips and tools for personal and spiritual transformation on TojiNet every Wednesday from 4 to 5, beginning January 9th. Listen live to the most outstanding names in metaphysics as well as some new emerging personalities in the spiritual community. Each Wednesday on TojiNet.com, there will be straight talk exploring various metaphysical theories, beliefs, healing modalities, and tools for personal and spiritual transformation. Join me as we explore not only angels, but everything else under the stars. Be the phoenix, forever changing and transforming, every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m., and see you then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the vault is open. You're listening to The Haunted Headlines, your source for the stories making waves in the paranormal news. Sponsored by GhostVillage.com at www.GhostVillage.com backslash news. Good evening, I'm Chris Balzano and you're listening to the Haunted Headlines, Ghost Village's weekly trek across the paranormal newswire to bring you the biggest stories affecting the ghostly community. There have already been several reports of haunted schools in the news this year, but this one is actually forcing the children to leave. In a story from Uganda, reported by the New Vision Online, students at the Lameo Aguada Primary School in Balabek-Gem were forced to see their school closed after they became possessed. Ghosts of people killed during an LRA insurgency and buried in a mass grave nearby have taken control of the school, strangling some students and taking over the bodies of others and turning them violent, asking them to attack the other children. Local religious and political leaders were brought in but were forced out of the school when they themselves were attacked. They are trying to straighten things out by exhuming the bodies in the mass grave and conducting more prayers. It may be one of the more controversial aspects of the paranormal, but for the first time a movie will actually be able to say Ouija board on camera without paying a royalty. Hasbro, which currently owns the trademark on the game, is taking its own shot at a movie about the famous spirit board. This week on an MTV blog, Hasbro CEO and executive producer on the film, Brian Goldner, revealed the movie is in production, and he also revealed a bit about the plot. According to Goldner, the movie will be a true horror movie that will look to explore the line between harmless parlor game and the gateway to hell. Hasbro and other companies who have held the ownership of the Ouija board name over the years have avoided linking it directly to anything overtly occult or evil. But the recent popularity of the board game and paranormal television shows has convinced them that dollars might be worth the tainted image. Another Republican seeking the nation's hardest job may be forced to deal with an old paranormal connection. After his appearance at President Obama's speech this week, Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal became the frontrunner to challenge Obama in 2012. The leader is considered to be a mirror of the President's youth and energy, but some of his religious and personal ideas might get in the way. According to Alternet and dozens of other news outlets this week, Jindal exercised the spirit of Satan from a college girlfriend at Brown University. In An article published in Jesuit magazine, The Converted Hindu explains how he battled the demons inside his friend Susan before being witness to her salvation. The story is not a metaphor, but a genuine claim of true events which serve to solidify his own religious conversion. It is unclear the effect that this will have on his national political career, but GOP war rooms are evaluating whether the public is ready for a demonologist president. Let us remember he would be elected in 2012. Those are the haunted headlines for this week. If you want more information about these and other stories, please visit Ghost Village's news site at www.ghostvillage.com news. I'm Chris Balzano, and that's what's haunting me. We're back.
3: We are back.
2: You're listening to the Ghost Chronicles Live on GoGNet. I am Ron Colich. He is Maureen Wood. And I guess it's a no-show. That's okay. That's okay. Hey, what were, you, do. what were you talking about in the chat room? I saw some stuff about the Egyptian crap.
3: Yeah, actually Leslie made a good point. She asked me a question. She said, Maureen, did you get a vibe that the artifacts had been disturbed and that the disturbance was unwelcome, therefore you should not be looking at them? And that's how she's always felt when she's looked at Egyptian things. Um, pretty much, you know, I have to say that at it some point I felt so. like I was going to break down in tears. It doesn't make sense, though. Why? Why? That's like digging up. You, you talk about someone, someone's grave. You have a, a loved one or a family member, and if their graves had to be exhumed, you wouldn't like that idea, would you?
2: But why, uh, uh, you know, if, if that was the case, that everybody's cemetery be haunted? And as you know and I know, cemeteries aren't that haunted.
3: That's not what we're saying. It's the whole point of disturbing it. It's not, not necessarily saying that, and cemeteries. Well, we're not exhuming bodies and putting them on top of the ground either.
2: If there's nothing there to uh, disturb, I mean, disturb, then why, you know, why is there a problem? Because you're not respect, with your body. Maybe it's lack why, of respect,
3: you, so that's what it feels like.
2: Do you think that you're with your body when you die?
3: I'm not saying that you are, but there are residual energies, still energies from what maybe even the time period. But I just think, as you know, I don't believe that you stick with your body when you die. But although you do find some spirits that do, you do find some spirits in the cemetery. Correct me if I'm wrong. You do,
2: but you find spirits everywhere.
3: Okay, then. So, but that doesn't mean that it's still a good thing to be digging up someone's bodies and putting them in a glass case and staring at them for money.
2: I don't see a problem with it. You well, go to, way- to
3: you, but that doesn't mean everyone. Well, that's your opinion, Ron. Right. And that's fine. And, that's, and you know what? You're going because of Catholic belief. Your soul leaves your body, and that's fine. But you go to any good Catholic and their family, and you're going to tell me that they're not going to be... They're going to be upset by having their, their body disturbed? You think it wouldn't bother them? Oh, they're not with that body anymore, so it's okay to disrupt them?
2: Well, let's put it this way. I mean, you go and get cremated, you take your asses and shove it in the water someplace on the coast or in the air. And it's all over. the can face people walking on it and birds are crapping on it and everything else. So what the hell difference does it make?
3: Because that's a choice. If that person says they want to have their ashes thrown about the ocean and so forth, then you're going by their wishes. When these people passed, they didn't, they, maybe their release were different, and they wanted to be kept in, in their crypt, So they wanted to be kept in these areas, and they're being dug out and looked at for, you know, for what? That wasn't their belief. They didn't say, hey, it's okay for me. Now if you want to have your body or your remains out there, like in that science that you go to the museum and you see, you know, people donate their bodies to science so that this guy can plasticize them, well, you have to sign a letter saying that that's what you want to do and that's your will. Well, these Egyptians and people who have passed, they're not agreeing to this.
2: The the Egyptians actually believe that they believe this world so that there really shouldn't be a problem. Really? they, yeah, they believe they passed. That's why their whole thing is done the way it is.
3: Well, then why well, do they uh, take such meticulously care in making sure that they were mummified, making sure that they were wrapped in certain linens, making sure that they were dyed? Their, their nails and so forth were right. dyed a certain way. Their hair was, you know, put a certain way.
2: But well, why are we dressed up when we're putting, when We're awake? Same thing.
3: Right. But what I'm saying is that it's, pers- it's choice. That doesn't mean just, you know, just because we're, if you're a Catholic and you believe too, that you don't stay with your body, right? Your soul moves on. That doesn't mean I'm still gonna like the idea of having my family member's body taken out and put out on the stage. You know? So all I'm saying is it feels disrespectful. I mean, I, like I said, there's, the artifacts are beautiful. It's amazing. It's a history to learn all this information. But I have to tell you, you know, people were taking the pictures, and that's fine. I mean, I've seen it in Italy, you know. You've seen the mummified remains, the relics. That's right. But that's the it's, choice of that, that error or that family, whatever. But, you know, I don't know. I just don't it's, feel right about it.
2: It's not the, not the, not the uh, choice of the saints. They died. They didn't have no choice. Uh, after they're dead, their body was taken. And, you know, it's the same way with uh, Alexander the Great and, you know, anybody of, uh, uh, you know, look at uh, Abraham Lincoln's body. was moved so many times.
3: I understand that, but all I'm saying is that you wouldn't find everybody that wants to have themselves. I know for me, you know, when I'm gone, I don't want people digging me up and putting me somewhere. You know, who knows? I just, I just don't think that it's respectful. So that's my own personal belief.
2: Mm-hmm. Anyways...
3: But when it comes down to, you know, going in, like I said, to the Egyptian museum, um, you know, the artifacts and so forth and seeing the utensils and the mirrors and uh, different things that they used, you know, the sarcophagus and so forth, was, was interesting to look at, but I still kind of felt bad. Right.
2: Okay, anyways, the number here is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. If you want to join in on this conversation, or start your own, or make a comment. Or you can join us live in the Toji chat room. And while we've got a couple of minutes, i actually like to answer an uh, email that we received from uh, Jonathan. Uh, it says, Hi, I've been looking for answers to a most interesting incident that has happened in our apartment. My fiance and I are in our early 30s, and we live in a regular suburban apartment in Massachusetts town. As far as we know, there has been no ghost history to this place. We are now renting. The story is, about four months ago, on a weekend morning, I decided to sleep late while my fiance was out early that morning. So I was alone in the apartment, no pets of our own. What happened next was strange. While sleeping, I could feel impressions on our bed comforter, you know, the blanket. And uh, I was semi-awake at this point. Uh, When you are, like, in a really deep sleep, he's trying to explain what the feeling was like. Um, I I felt these small impressions making their way from the foot of the bed up towards my head. I was, at this point, forcing myself awake, and I next had my eyes open and I could hear the purring sound right next to my ear, but nothing was there. This was around 11 a.m. Um, so I told my fiancé the story, and uh, blah, 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 and she said it was just a vivid dream. Okay. The next is really strange, because that same thing happened to my fiancé this morning, a few days later. I was up early in our spare room while she slept in. She told me that she thought the cat Ghost cat came by this morning to tell the same story that I had told her a oh, month ago. I am very confused because why do I have a belief in why I do have a belief in the paranormal? I've always thought that uh, the idea of a ghost animal was ridiculous. I've heard that before. And now I feel different. At least I know it's friendly. Do you have any feedback for us? Right. No, See,
3: that's, that's why I, I, I mean, I
2: I can't read for crap. (laughs)
3: That's all right. We got the gist.
2: Okay, cool. Um,
3: The whole point, though, I mean, there are people that have their pets and so forth that that may come back and visit.
2: Yeah, but they never had pets. This is the thing.
3: doesn't matter. Was it a brand-new house?
2: It was, uh, you know, a modern apartment.
3: So that doesn't mean anything. No. I mean, it could be, you know, it's an apartment or an apartment building. Was there someone in that? Maybe it used to be a house before it became an apartment. You don't know. Right. You know, who knows who was living in there before? Who knows what pet? So they were checking them out. So, okay. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's too unusual. You know, we've actually encountered, even during investigations, as we've talked about before, um, a cat at one point, what we believed to be a cat, right? Mm-hmm. And, and also a dog that was barking when Karen had picked up some EVPs.
2: Yeah, we, we can't say there was a dog there. We can say that there was EVPs or a dog there.
3: Right. Well, you heard the barking, and right. we didn't physically hear it with our ears, but it right. picked that, up that, on that, the EV, digital that's recorder.
2: That's an EVP. We, 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 don't have any, we, don't have, we didn't have any other physical evidence that there was a dog there at the time.
3: Right. That doesn't mean anything.
2: Well, neither does an EVP or a dog barking. I'm it saying it, it was, does
3: if it happened while we're talking, and you can hear us talking, and in the background you hear a dog barking.
2: I'm saying it's an EVP. It doesn't necessarily mean that there was a... Uh, dog there. It could have been an imprint or, or something. That's what I'm trying to tell you.
3: Right. But there's still some type of, you know... But there was
2: imaging. no other no other evidence or other words. Um, I can tell you that in that same place, that after that, we did find evidence of, of perhaps an animal...
3: A live there. dog could live there.
2: A, a spirit uh, animal there. But right. Anyways, and uh, I know, so also know in another investigation uh, with Thermal Dan, uh, he actually spotted. Well, it was shape. He couldn't actually see a cat, but the way it behaved was similar to a cat around me, like wrapping its its foot, uh himself around my foot and stuff.
3: So, but to and bo- you're a cat person. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, if there was going to be any pet that was going to make themselves known, it would probably be a cat to you, not a you know, not the dog. I have
2: no problem with any of them, actually animals
3: all like me I don't know what about <laughs> what about what? <laughs> Chloe
2: <laughs> Chloe likes me she's just annoying
3: yeah it's my daughter she brings likes... her dog over to visit and when Ron and I were writing for our listeners who are wondering what we're talking about um, Ron and I would be writing and she my daughter would be visiting with her Y Morana puppy who is very active and pain in the butt and it'd be funny because I'd be saying oh Sabrina's here and he's like oh Chloe <laughs> Chloe's here I'm not a dog person
2: I am, but it doesn't mean the animals don't like me. Most animals do, <laughs> most animals do like me. They, uh, uh, believe it or not, I have no reason why. But anyways, uh, Leslie has a point. She says the animals stay where they know, so therefore uh, I guess maybe that animal had died in that apartment or or uh, maybe just went back there. I don't know. But
3: right.
2: It kind of makes sense.
3: So yeah. maybe they should be checking to see if anyone owned a cat that passed in that vicinity, you know?
2: Yeah, well.
3: Or was it a house that somebody owned and they made it? Not into a house. It and, it's a modern you know? apartment.
2: Not a house, it's a modern apartment.
3: No, was it an apartment before it became a house?
2: Yes, it was an apartment. Apartment, a modern apartment, you know the
3: Um I I had a house which I turned into a modern apartment.
2: No, you didn't you not a didn't turn yourself into a box apartment. We're talking about a brick apartment building. Oh,
3: did they say brick?
2: Yes. Yeah.
3: Well, then I missed that in your vocabulary.
2: <laughs> I'm talking about a modern apartment building. Okay. Not a house that was converted to apartment.
3: Uh,
2: okay. So, but they can be haunted as well, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, it, could but be hand, hand, it could be anything. Yeah, what I
3: was would, there before?
2: Oh, yeah. Anyways, I wanted <laughs> com- to comment on this because this exact same thing has happened to me a couple of times where I actually felt... Uh, a cat, like, walked across my bed at night, and this was before uh, I had a cat. Well, I've always had cats, but this is when I didn't have a cat, uh, when the cat had died or whatever. So sometimes the I... Cat
3: had, so you had one, the cat had passed.
2: Yeah, I had a lot of cats, and a lot of them passed, so...
3: Okay, so you don't know which one it could be?
2: No, I don't know which one it could be, and I don't even know if it was one that I own, but, uh, yeah, I did feel the same thing of a cat. When I had cats, it felt the same. Does that make sense?
3: (laughs) Similar, yeah, something. Similar. Oh, my God. You're making fun of your talking, your speaking. Really? Yeah. Your modern apartment.
2: All right, Leslie, I know where you're coming (laughs) from. I know where you live. Okay. Anyways, I noticed that Bob is in, in the chat room. I, I believe that uh, Bob, who knows a lot about the uh, Witch Bonnie, and as you know uh, and I know, we have got to uh, go back to visit Witch Bonnie because our listeners have asked.
3: Witch Bonnie in Lowell. Yeah. Okay. And why do you want to go back there?
2: We have to do a little bit more investigating on it. Uh, we that that day we went there was. A little bizarre. Uh, rushed. Rushed.
3: Rushed. It was bizarre, but it was rushed. You're right. Which I was good with that. Why? Because you set me up.
2: You mean I set you up?
3: You set me up. I don't know anything about Witch Bonnie. We drive up to the place. You tell me to walk around the thing three times.
2: You yeah. set me up.
3: You don't tell me, hey, Maureen, you know, just be prepared or whatever. No, you just let's go look at this cool cemetery. They got this statue of this woman, which Bonnie.
2: Yeah, but you I, don't I'm, say.
3: I don't know it, from you know which Bonnie from whoever. I have no clue.
2: Which Bonnie from which Bonnie?
3: Right. <laughs> from which which Bonnie?
2: <laughs> right.
3: So the whole point was that you know you got me walking around just like the same thing you did to me when we were talking about um, Bloody Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Would you is do there Bloody a, Mary? Is there, a, is there a point to this conversation? Yeah, you set me up. I don't know if you
2: really uh, would, uh, say, set me up.
3: Oh, both. How about, oh, Maureen, we're, we're just doing an investigation. We talked to the woman out in New Orleans about which Bonnie, right, not which Bonnie, I'm sorry, about Bloody Mary, right? So, right. Maureen, hey, go in the bathroom, shut the door, spin around three times and say, you know, um, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, you know, or something like that, and how do you feel? Do you see anybody dead in the mirror? Oh, if you see this, you know, you, you might die from it, you know.
2: What do you, what are you trying to say?
3: <laughs> that you just set me up.
2: Well, I don't, you don't know. Don't consider trying... it that way? No, I I consider it an experiment. Oh, know.
3: thank you. Experiment. Well, let me try a few experiments at your... Oh, oh trust me, you have <laughs> tried some experiments on my death. I'm trying to get
2: uh, Bob to call in. The number is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. If he knows, uh, i like to, we're trying to find out a little bit more about which Barney, and I'm trying to find out. I know he knows something about it. I'm not sure if what he knows is the same that I know, but anyways. I don't
3: know. What do you mean you don't know? What
2: else is going on? Why are you changing the subject?
3: Well, no, because Bob's not calling in. He hasn't called in yet. He could. It could happen. If he does, pick up his call.
2: Yeah. Anyways, uh, one of the the next investigations I want to work on is uh, the hellhounds. Speaking about dogs, you said I'm not a dog lover. Um, (laughs) Hellhounds.
3: Hellhounds. What is that?
2: Uh, The hellhounds are are in part of the... um, Uh, I guess what you would call, uh, it's a uh, a phantom animal, and it's located in uh, Massachusetts, and we're going to try to go to an investigation, 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. Yeah, I know they're in England, My, my son just told me they were in England. But anyways, yeah, in fact, I talked to Richard Felix, and if we do go over to England, we're definitely going to go to the Moors and check out the, uh, the uh, human dogs out there as well. But anyways, as part of a thing, I want to do this investigation of, of uh, the phantom dogs of
3: Massachusetts.
2: So, so you're up for that, right, because you're an animal lover?
3: Yeah, well, I like dogs. I'm allergic to cats, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. The, but I, the, if you
3: get allergies, are you still allergic to a ghost cat? I don't think so.
2: No, I don't think so. We'll uh, you, wait a minute. Now, you, you're going to laugh, but there have been reports of people who have had allergies, right? Yeah. Okay. And they'll have allergy attacks, and they don't know why. And then they'll find out, uh, for instance, uh, let, me, let me talk about cigar smoke, okay? They have an allergic to smoke. And they would be in their house, and they would smell smoke. And we're talking about single-family house, no things and everything, windows closed and everything, and they would break out allergies. And what they believe is that this was actually phantom smoke, uh, a smoke from a ghost. Okay. Anyways, guess what? Bob's calling. Hey, Ah! Bob. Ah! So why don't we bring Bob on? All righty. Here we go. Hey, Bob, you there?
0: Yes, Ron, I'm right here.
2: Hey, you are the man of the hour. Thank you so much
0: for calling. Well, you, you did give me a choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we've
3: guilt, guilted you into it, right?
0: Yes, yes, I feel very guilty.
3: Okay, good. Okay.
0: Um, well, what I know about the witch, uh, Bundy, is that she drains the batteries out of my camera and MP3 player, and uh, you have the book on her, don't you?
2: I have a lot about I know a lot about it. I've done some investigating with uh, which but I do not have the book on her, though.
0: Oh, I thought you said there was a book available for uh, about her. Too. Not the oh, last of. time we talked.
2: Really, mm. I know that they made actually made a movie or attempted to make a movie about her, uh, which failed miserably. But um, what else is new? Um, it was one of the first places they investigated. So, so you know that uh, you you local?
0: From yes, I'm, I'm in uh, Lawrence. I haven't been up there a, a few times, and uh, actually, I've, I've never seen any changes in the uh, mausoleum at all. So, really, yeah. Now,
2: Did you ever, I mean, now, you you visited her site, though. You've seen the statue, right? Yes,
0: right, yes, that very French-looking statue. French? Uh, Renaissance French, how's that sound?
3: The low-cut top and the whole thing. Low-cut top, right?
0: Yeah, low-cut top, okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now, when you're there, did you find anything around the statue?
0: No, it's always clean when I've been there. Really? Yes.
3: What the hell's going on to the legend of which body?
0: Well, I guess the cemetery workers keep it uh, clean.
3: They keep the coming every morning to clean
0: up. Yeah, I usually they're in the afternoon, so it's uh, clean. I've uh, never seen anybody else there. I I was up last summer, was the last time, last August, I think. Good that, time
2: that, to go. It, it, it is one of the coolest cemeteries. In, it uh, is. It's yes. a, um, what do you call it, ter- Terrace Cemetery, I believe it's...
0: Mm, yeah, it's on the same layer as the... Um, Bridgewood in and North Andover, yeah,
2: right. It's an yeah. awesome cemetery. There's right. a lot of beautiful stones there. But anyways, when I've been down here, I've found candles, tons of uh, <coughs> condoms. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's, well, that's part. Of, that's part of the whole thing about which morning.
3: You don't pick Maybe. them up, do you, Ron?
2: I won't even <laughs> dignify that one. <laughs> did you, did you, you leave them, Ron?
0: Like,
3: huh? <laughs> Oh, my God. I can't believe you said that on here. Oh, I thought you might be a neat freak. I don't
0: know. So, uh, Ron, when do you want to go? <laughs> as soon as I get Maureen's butt well, back here. Oh, well, let's wait till the snow gets out. That would be nice, it...
3: till it gets warm, you know? Yeah,
0: we don't have to go put snow, snow shoes on and treasure up there.
3: But you've never been
2: there at night,
0: though, right? No, it closes at uh, sundown, doesn't it?
2: Uh, yeah, that's not my question.
0: Well, no, that might see I. Have this thing about handcuffs and the police, you know,
2: <laughs> 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 which is good. good. Point. I um, mean, yeah. it's it's very, very, very good. But, anyways, yeah, that's part of the part of the uh, the whole thing about it is is about uh, how can I say this? Making love at her grave.
0: I'm sorry, <laughs> Ron. I'm, I'm a grandfather, please. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, I'm old enough to be a grandfather, no. but seriously, I mean that, that's part of the, the deal. I mean, this is this is one of the first places I ever investigated, so this is kind of like, you know, I do know a couple of people who know a lot about it, so I'm going to have to dig them up. So, okay. well, I mean, they're not dead. They're dead or but, living? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
2: but well, wait, before I lose this thought, Bob, hang on one second. Okay. Talk about. Uh, dead or Living. When we did our first broadcast from Tochi Net, Maureen trans channeled while we were on the air. So I think that's the only time in history that a dead person has ever been on the air. Oh, really? Yeah. So, anyways, I wanted to get that open. I do
3: know that. Okay. It could happen.
2: Uh, anyways, two minutes. I can't believe it. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, yes, Bob, I would really love to have you come along if, if Just, you would. Uh, um,
0: let me know. Just put it up on the website. And are uh, you going to have another Dining of the Dead up in Windham soon? Or...
2: Uh, we actually, I'm planning the host schedule uh, advance, believe it or not, for the whole year. Oh, okay. I think that the first one starts in uh, uh, April. I know that we have, uh, of course, Richard Felix from Most Haunted will be there in August. Um, Thomas D'Agostino who's written several books, Haunted Massachusetts, Haunted New Hampshire,
0: Haunted oh. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Roxy Zwicker, who runs Ghost Tours and also uh, has written several books, including Haunted Graveyards*, oddly enough. We'll oh. be doing it. And I know Maureen and I will be doing one as well. We might do a book launch there as well. So, But yeah, we're planning on those. Uh, Richard Felix is coming over here in August, so that's going to be exciting. But yeah, we'll, um, do I have your telephone number, Bob?
0: No, um, I think Ron Jr. has my email because I sent them some pictures of the uh, Academy Road Cemetery in North Andover.
2: Okay, what I would love you to do is at anyghostproject.com. Drop me your phone number so that I can get a hold of you when we, we can set this up.
0: Sure, no problem. I'll take care of that in a few minutes.
2: Okay, boy, that killed a lot of time, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did.
0: <is>. It <laughs> took a while to get me on the phone. No, any time, right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you, Bob.
0: Okay, thank you, Ron. Bye now. Thanks.
3: Bye
2: now. Yeah, Bob, actually, it went to one of the uh, dining with the dead things, so it's kind of cool.
3: Oh, very cool. So,
2: cool, very cool. Uh, but, anyways, believe it or not, we're running out of time.
3: No way.
2: Yeah, I, I just.
3: Hopefully, I'm we'll amazed. be able to get the planned guest on another night. I, I don't know what happened. I mean,
2: but when you think about it, how many years we've been doing the, the radio? I mean, what, three or four years on on uh, WCCM and then.
3: A couple you know, years with Togi.
2: So, yeah, I was going to our second years with Togi. So, probably about five years. And I would say that whole time we've probably had, what, five guests that did turn up?
3: Yeah, I mean, things it, happen. People forget, you know. I so think Sean Pornio
2: was twice. Huh? I think Sean Fornio was twice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, so. God bless his soul. I know.
3: <laughs> we miss, I miss him.
2: Yeah. So anyways, we're running out of time. Uh, next week you will be back live. We'll be doing this together. Yep. So, if there's any reading to do, uh, you'll be in much better shape.
3: Yeah, so it's time to say good night. God
2: bless. Already?
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, it's...
3: it's
2: already breaking off. So, no. anyways, uh, on Friday the 13th, we have an event at the Circles of Wisdom, and on the 27th, the Ghost Hunt. There is a couple of tickets left. I believe we're going to be doing that in Salem. So, it's time to say good night and God bless. Good night God bless.
1: From ghoulies to ghosties, long wickedy beasties. Things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.